This podcast is part of the GWC Network. For more information on it or to check out some of our other awesome podcasts, visit us at galacticwatercooler.com. After the tone, enjoy the show. This is Fitzmar Podcast number 35, recorded November 18th, 2012. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, welcome back. Happy whatever day it is that you're listening this to. Yeah, to you. happy day. Pretty close to the American Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, somewhere in there. Yeah. So enjoy the food. Indeed. Yeah, you know, uh, we didn't plan to talk about that, but I think right. we probably should. We can add that in, definitely, for yeah. sure. Well, uh, we, we'll kick off with a uh, fitness myth like we had started last week i know you had one that you wanted to bring in yes i did definitely was the uh the big one that you have to you know the absolute have to have you know your post-workout protein shake or or meal replacement shake or you won't get the results from the workout wow big myth yeah don't have to it is helpful in a lot of ways because, it, again, in the liquid form, or scientifically as they call it, a pre-digested form, <laughs> which doesn't always sound that appetizing, but the body can... It just means it's closer to... It's partially broken down. Correct. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, like I say, whenever I say that word, I always think of mother birds feeding the baby birds after, you know, regurgitating, but anyway. I think I said afterward, yeah, whatever, it tastes great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, doesn't matter. But... Um, Chock full of fine. Yeah. So, the nice thing, though, is the body does absorb it more easily and more readily and it can help with uh, having a quicker recovery because the body um, then gets the nutrients quicker through the delivery system but again the 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 whole idea that you have to have it um, is not true and there's a number of people that i've i've known that were would actually think their whole workout was a waste if they didn't get it in within that 30 minutes boy you know that actually that's kind of funny because when you 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 bring up a really good point the idea of of getting a benefit and and this should sound familiar to anybody who's ever beat themselves up about something right you so really you could get slightly more benefit if you did something else but now if you don't do that it's a net negative right that math doesn't fly no no it doesn't not <laughs> at all <laughs> it it does in terms of uh negativity and beating yourself up which uh, you know I'm pretty good at but right but that is BS when it comes down to it, because you still get a lot. You just might not get as much as you possibly could in a perfect world, you know? Yeah, correct. You know, I mean, if so, if you do whole foods instead of the uh, instead of the shake, uh, might take a little bit longer for the body to digest. You may not recover quite as quickly. But if you're making good choices in the food, you're still going to get that benefit from the workout. And uh, there's just a lot of people thinking, well, I gotta, I've got to have this supplement right afterwards, exactly within this time frame or nothing and yes there is the ideal time frame and there is the the benefit of having some of the supplements but the supplements as the name implies supplement everything else you're doing (laughs) they don't take the place but they don't they're not this is a make or break deal on that i mean if you went out and you did the lifting you did the cardio you're getting benefit from that so it doesn't you don't have to have that supplement every time afterwards does it help yes but is it required no I think that's a good one. I, I just get this feeling, you know, we like we talked about, I think it was last time, we talked about long-term yes, long-term. motivation, like motivating Correct. for long-term goals instead of just motivating for the next thing. Yeah, for the short term. And, and that really applies to this because if you right. think about it, like, yeah, okay, so you might get slightly more if you benefit if you were to nail your nutrition in terms of time and, and, and exact right. you know, type. 
uh, right afterward. On the other hand, you know, it's that long term that's really going to make a difference. Like whatever that difference you would get in that individual workout of eating within the thirty minutes and and having the perfect you know liquid food that's whatever right. blah blah blah. You know that benefit is going to be almost unmeasurable on that one workout for that yeah for that yeah, one that day single workout yeah it's not going to make yeah it's not like it suddenly nope you get nothing. But if you aggregate it over, like I, I'm pretty convinced. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty convinced that if you ate you know, a reasonably spread out five, six, seven, eight meals, you know, throughout the day and a given, you know, and ate the right stuff and, and then worked out in the middle of it somewhere, you'd probably see plenty of benefit from it. Oh, that. definitely. Oh, you, you would still see that um, pretty much very similar to the benefit. Um, like I say, with the, with the whole foods, it does, when you're going into eating the whole foods, if you're already tired post-workout, it's going to take a little bit longer to recover because it takes a little bit more energy to break the food down. And uh, um, so a little bit longer for you to get the energy than it would with the with the liquid. But again, you're still getting a good, good balance of uh, carbs, proteins and fats post workout. It's good for you. Your body's going to be healthy and you're going to still see results. That's awesome. That's good to know. Right. Uh, the other thing that we with our main topic that we yes. we wanted to talk about uh, was red flags. Yep. You know, we I. I had to do some research for a class, uh, and, and this is really awful. It's really depressing. Uh, but, I, but I had to do some research on the, the pro-anorexic community. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember, Online yeah. communities, I remember you posting some things about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was really surprised. And one of the things that shocked me was, uh, was the way this community would, uh, would, would just kind of like hijack right. normal, uh, healthy discussion and use the terms and, and make it sound good yeah, sound I mean, right you read some of that and you'd be like you'd be i'd be reading one of these blogs looking right. for some specific thing which is scary incidentally sure sure and i was reading it and i it's like man this sounds pretty oh and then all of a sudden you see a number and you're like whoa you're like you know Shit, what is that what the <laughs> did i read that wrong did i exactly yeah because this is a person that was talking about uh, problems with food and 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 working through and and working out a diet and blah 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 and then right. you get to the diet and you're like 300 calories you're like a okay day. A day. A day. Yeah. yeah. We're, if we're talking in a 24 Working hour period. 100. Yeah. Trying to get less. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's yeah. not, that's, that's a little bit crazy. And I think what, it, if anything, what it made me think though, is that it's, it's pretty difficult. I think sometimes to look at, uh, well, consider this, like when I walked in the door right. into the gym, if you had told me, uh, that I should eat X, Y, Z. Right. On that day one, I think it would have looked absolutely as crazy to me as looking at this person's uh, 300 calorie diet. Oh, sure. looks crazy to me now. The right. difference being that, well, well, you know, the diet I eat right now might be a bit unusual. Right. You know, it's not unhealthy. It's, it's right. you know, it's, it's, it's nutritionally valid. Right. And the other is not. And. If you aren't maybe familiar, which is part of the issue in the first place, and you're seeking information online, right? Online or even from some people friends in person, or, from friends yeah. or whatever it may be. Yeah, you're trying to learn and figure out what you need, and uh, and you were to look at these things, they would look very similar. And I'm like, right. that's scary, you know? Well, and, and it is because, like you say, they're, they're using a lot of the same terminology. They're using a lot of the same talking points and saying, okay, well, you know, this and spread this out and do these multiple meals and this is how you're going to do it. And it, it will side by side are going to look almost the same until you get down to that 
you know, what we're talking about, that red flag that says 300 calories. Yeah, well, that's where we sat down. I came in and you and I sat down together and I'm like, you know, I wonder what some, what are some of those red flags we could identify where when you're, when you're, when you're reading something or you're, you're receiving health advice or health sure. information, fitness related health information, what are things that should, and again, these don't necessarily mean that the information is, is faulty. Right. It may. It may be, but it, it means take it means, a deeper look. Yeah. You got, these are things that should stop you cold, make you think, okay, yep. I need to, I need to check into this a little deeper before I buy into it. And one of them, like we were just talking right. about, is anybody that's asking you to eat less than, say, 1,200 calories a right. day and is not a doctor and doesn't have some pretty severe reasons for it, along with a very detailed plan to how, how, how to make it How to make work. it work, right. Uh, I, I would say that's a huge red flag. I w- yeah. And again, it's the biggest thing is, is if somebody just says, oh, if you want to lose weight, eat 1,200 calories. No. Okay. What are they basing that off of? I mean, are they, do they know how many calories a day you're burning? Do they know how active you are? Do they know how much lean body mass you're carrying? If they're just saying, here's your diet, eat 1200 calories a day, you'll be good. Now, again, it can work both ways. If you're burning, say, uh, you know, 800 calories a day, I don't know how you would do that sleep all day. I mean, if, if, but if that happens to be where you're at, eating 1200 calories a day would actually cause you to gain weight. Now, I mean, I'm using that as an extreme example. Not very few yeah, people will do that. But again, it's like you're, we're talking about is that that should be something you say, okay, why do I want that number? What makes that the right number for me? Because it, it just seems low. So I think that's a second red flag. The first one being whatever it is, whatever your weight, whatever the situation, right. if somebody is asking you to eat less than 1,200 calories a day, that's a red flag. You need oh, to identify sure. why it is and what, what's right. happening before you move on. Another red flag that you just brought up as well that we had, we had talked about a bit earlier is, is, is advice that is nonspecific to you, generic advice. Yes, very much like so. When, when you, and, and this came up in terms of workouts, but it actually right. applies totally applies. to diets as well. Definitely does. But when somebody, were, when somebody or something tells you, uh, you should do this exercise and this series of exercises, right. Right. Uh, you've got to kind of question because they obviously don't know you and it's very difficult right. to tell. Yeah, the five, you know, you want, you want, you know, ripped abs. These are the five best exercises to do every day or the best butt blasting <laughs> exercise. Do these ones, you know, three days a week and you'll have this, you know, and what always, you know, I always find very interesting when you see it online or, or in, in the magazine is they're, you know, the recommendation they're making for the, uh, for the lifting or for the workout, look at the person that's doing it. Are they in the same level of fitness that you are? Are they better or worse off? And what are they actually asking you to do? Um, and again, I'll, you know, very specifically go to lunges as a general rule, love lunges for working out. However, specifically based on what my clients can do, knee injury, ankle injury, hips, lunges may or may not be a very good exercise. Again, with specific training, I can oftentimes build most people up to be able to do them so they can get the benefit from it. But there's a lot of other things that go into that. Um, you know, the uh, jumping into CrossFit seems to be the kind of the new uh, newest thing out there. Great exercises, um, but oftentimes not specifically tailored to each person in whatever level they're at at that point. You know, I think what CrossFit does really well from I, I've had a couple of friends get involved in it and right. and, and share some back that wasn't. That I, I felt pretty confident wasn't Kool Aid drinking, you know? right? And I I think 
what CrossFit seems to do really well is community. Yeah, very much so. They just, they have this, they really do build a little community around each one of their, their shops. Right. And, uh, you know, and people are able to go to others when they travel and, oh, sure. it's, and, and I think there's a lot to be said for that. The thing that always scared me, uh, about it was that, I mean, I look at it now for me in this position that I'm in and I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. And I think I can do that stuff. Right. Um, certainly not as well as the best of them, but I could do it. But it, the thing it, is there are less painful, less, uh, less risky for me ways to get what I want instead of doing. So I take right. those. Yeah. I would take yeah. those first, you know? Well, and the, the thing to keep in mind too with, um, and again, I have nothing against CrossFit. I've had clients that have used it and, yeah, and sure. enjoy I mean, it and, and it's fun. And as with any exercise, if you go in with an, with your mind open and your ability to look and, and, and the, the, the biggest thing is being willing to say, no, I can't do that because right, it doesn't feel right. right. As long as you go in with that, you, you should be fine. Um, but keep in mind that a lot of times the CrossFit being a little bit more um, high intensity, a little bit more explosive motion on a lot of things can put a little bit more strain on the joints, can put a little bit more, get a little bit more inflammation in the area. Um, and so be be ready for that and be willing to say, OK, this is a little bit too much. I don't I don't need to do that. And that's just advice that applies to any working out, yeah. really, is know when to say, nope, this isn't it. And, you know, I know I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, but. I enjoy doing deadlifts. I think they're a great exercise for me um, and for a few of my clients. Um, but there's been times when I've gone to do the lift and I'm just not positioning right. And I'm feeling my back. I'm just in in a bad way. Um, and I'll just stop and I just won't do them for the day because for some reason I can't get it down. And you need to have that ability to put the ego aside and step away. Um, yeah. All you have to do to fix that is not do that one time. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And like two weeks later, when you're done recovering from your back being screwed up, yep. then, uh, you know, you remember next then time. Then you're like, okay, ego, bad on that. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, with me, if I go to do deadlift and it doesn't seem like it's going to work, we're done. Right. That's all so, there is to it. It is not worth the... Right. Yeah, but I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I'm concerned about that as well. I think somebody who is in good shape or reasonable shape already uh, could, could probably pick up the things that they're doing. Right. But... For me, even though I think I could do so, do most of that, I just there are other ways that I think are are less risky and and, sure. and safer for me to get what I want. Right. Well, you know, and that's again where you know going when we're talking red flags is if you're starting um, a workout program and if something doesn't feel quite right, and if you're if if say you are working with a trainer and they're saying, "Hey, I'd like you to do this," and you're like. Well, I'm not really sure if if there's a, a doubt in your mind and it could just be a doubt because you've never done it and you're not really certain you can um, any good trainer. You should be able to express that concern to them and they should be able to explain why and help alleviate that. Um, if the trainer says, nope, just do it. You'll be fine. Oh, that's, that's, that's a red, a red flag, flag yeah. right there. You know, um, you know, because I said so. Who's a professional here? Anytime when they're not willing to give you a good idea behind why they're doing it um, or where it's going to benefit. Um, again, one or two things is happening. Uh, one, their ego is getting in the way and they're thinking you're questioning them and they may be doing the right thing, but if their ego is getting in the way, that's not good for you. Secondly, the other one, which is not in my opinion, as bad as an ego getting in the way, but maybe they don't know why they're having you do it. If they haven't planned it out and they haven't really thought about you as an individual, that's raising a red flag as well. 
And again, I'll go back to the lunges. I've had clients that have had knee injuries that have had hip replacements. Um, a lot of different reasons that they couldn't really do lunges in the beginning. I would explain to them and we would start with certain exercises to build the muscles up around so that eventually we could go to the lunge. The reason I like the lunge is that again, it's work stability. It works the, you know, the muscle groups of the, of the quads as well as the glutes. Um, and it's something that is actually usable outside of the gym. That's true. You know, you that may not true. think about it, but when you squats and lunges, you actually do them throughout the day. When you're going down to pick something up, you are squatting, lunging. You might have one foot slightly in front of the other. So having that ability to do that without putting strain on the knee is functionally effective outside of the gym. However, it would be irresponsible of me as a trainer to jump in and say, oh, yeah, your knee's fine. We can do that. Boom. And go right into it. So want to always make sure that, again, if you have that question in your mind about, hey, why am I doing this? And you're working with the trainer or in a group, feel free to ask. Oh, and that's good advice right if there. If they don't want to answer you, red flag. You know, if they can't explain why, red flag. At least in, you know, that's in my mind. And that comes from 15 years of, of, of training. And uh, I don't ever get offended if somebody's not sure why. If they yeah, want to notice that I want I yeah. want them to know why some people, some of my clients couldn't care less. They just want me to work them out. And they're like, go. Other people want to know. And I'm good either way. But again, even if I had somebody that at no point in time had ever asked me a question about why, asked me a question, I wouldn't be taken aback. I no. wouldn't be offended. I'd be like, excellent. Let me tell you why we're doing it this way. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And and uh, that's a really big one. I know back in one of our first episodes when we talked about selecting a trainer, right? we talked about picking one that's goals matches yours and is exactly. willing to work with you in the way you want to work. And Correct. You know, because that, that's the, you know, the big thing, too, is if, you know, picking a picking a trainer, picking a workout partner, even. I mean, if you if you have a workout partner, you know, we're both training, you know, for the triathlon. We're doing right. it. So our goals very much match on there. Um, but it would be difficult to try to want to do the cardio and do the the biking and the running and the swimming with somebody that was training for a bodybuilding competition. Different goals, different directions. Not not necessarily what you're going to you're not going to benefit by by having them necessarily as a workout partner that often at that point. But, you know, I think the, the, the big thing is, is really when it comes to a red flag, certain things, definitely if they're telling you food wise, eat under twelve hundred calories a day, look into why and what kind of information they're giving you. If they're saying this is a generic workout, it may be a very good workout for you. <laughs> But look into it. Might be it. a very good workout for no one too. Right. It may be just a crap, the crappiest workout ever, and not not do anything. Um, and but again, if there's ever that little question in the mind that that pops up, going that just doesn't seem right. Follow pay attention. It. Yeah, yeah, definitely pay attention to it because there's some part of you that's saying this doesn't seem right. Now it may be right, but figure out why. Again, kind of goes back to the whole data thing. You know, we I love data. You love data. Get the data, figure out why, and then if once you find out why that's the right thing for you, you're going to do much better overall. We need to talk about Thanksgiving. Yes, we do. Because it's coming. This podcast will come out right before Thanksgiving, and I know a lot of people who have been working really hard to make some changes in their eating and to make some changes in their workout program right. are about to hit a time of year and in, in which that can all go off the rails. Yeah. 
all of a sudden there's all this, you know, candied, candied yams, mashed potatoes, turkey, pumpkin pie, pecan pie. Oh, another another yeah. weakness of mine right there. Sorry. Pecan pie. Oh, love it. <laughs> so you got your Thanksgiving, you got your Christmas, you've got the whole holiday things coming in around work and everything like that. Um, but yeah, definitely want to, here's my best advice for you. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the day. Don't even worry about it. I think that's what I was thinking. I'm like, you know, we talked about staying motivated in the long term, and right. and you're not going to do that if you cut off everything that you care about right. on Thanksgiving and Christmas. No, exactly. I mean, if that's if, not a formula for long term <laughs> results, well, and, and it's not it's not a formula for enjoying yourself either. Because if you you know show up at the you know, uh, the family function and they've got this huge spread all there, and you go, I'm going to eat lettuce. Because that's all I budgeted for. Well, you know what? Don't. You know, have some, but enjoy what's there because there is a, a, a big factor, which is the mental stability that comes in of knowing that, you know what? This is a time that very traditionally I always just sat down and enjoyed it with my friends and family and maybe went a little bit overboard. But again, one day out of the year, 365 other days. <laughs> not a big deal you know going back to the the whole long term that we talked about last time if you are tracking your food one of two things you can do you can either track it but don't get neurotic about how much it was just if you want to know um or just don't track it just be like it's done i will go back to tracking on friday and and be good and then again watch you know the, the leftovers and and all that but again be back to tracking it but for some people, the best thing to do is not even look at it. Just Thursday is going to be my day. I'm going to sit down, enjoy the food, watch some football or play some games or do whatever with your family and you're good. Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I don't think that uh, there's any reason to beat yourself up about what you do on this one day. Not of at the all. Year. No. Or even a couple of them. Just yeah, Chris, Christmas, holiday parties, whatever. And just be aware there are going to be more temptations in the office you yeah. know, throughout through this time of year as people oh, bring this yeah. stuff in. And do what you can to, to resist on there. But again, it does come back down to the whole long-term goal as well. And achieving your long-term goal is not helped by beating yourself up over something. Not no, at all. I can attest to that. No. <laughs> because again, you did it. You're done with it. You made the decision. Fine. Move on. Well, I, uh, you know what? I am beat from the ride we did today. Yeah, that headwind on the way out. I was, although I'd rather have it on the way out than on the way in, uh, <laughs> it was it was a little bit rough. It was it was harsh because I think what we the one when we had the tailwind we hit about twenty five and then it felt like there was no wind. So <laughs> at least at certain points there was about a twenty twenty five mile an hour headwind. So wow. that was a that was a good one. It's all your fault. You know, I rode yesterday morning and it was completely <laughs> fine. There was no wind at all. I, br- I think I bring it with Came me. Came along with you and bam. I'm like, oh, it's nice and warm wind. out. And oh, wait, headwind. It was I, warm though. It was yeah. cold yesterday. It was 38 degrees when we rode. And it was what, 64, 65 today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, was like, fine. Can't believe, you know, what is it? The middle of November 18th or... God. <laughs> and it's 65 and it's supposed to be 75, 70, awesome. 75 all next week. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so we're going to have to take advantage of that. Sorry, not rubbing in any of y'all that have snow or anything, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be like 70s next week. <laughs> so we will be enjoying that. Well, we could wrap up. Do you have anything you'd like to add? No, I would just say hopefully everyone has a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the enjoy the food and the time and uh, and we'll be back again next week. Indeed.
From everyone here at FitSmart and GWC, thanks for listening. If you have a question for us or you just have something to add to our discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 214-296-9229. Just follow the instructions there to leave us a voicemail for inclusion in a future podcast. You can find more FitSmart and some of the friendliest people and fitness geeks around on the GWC website and forum at galacticwatercooler.com. Don't miss the Wolverines Fitness Forum, and don't forget, financial support from listeners like you keeps FitSmart and all GWC podcasts on the net each week. To find out how to donate, visit galacticwatercooler.com slash donate. We do our best to provide you accurate and valuable information on the FitSmart podcast, but to make personal fitness decisions, you need information tailored specifically to your unique health and life situation. So talk to your doctor or other health professionals before changing your eating or activity. Finally, the opinions expressed here are solely those of the hosts and do not represent those of the podcast network or the host's employers.